The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to another session here at the Kickpot Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts experience, as well as giving my thoughts and opinions and also analyzing um, certain martial arts-based subjects, ranging from movies, um, analyzing um, or highlighting certain martial artists, either actors or martial artists from around the world. Okay, so I um, hope everybody had a, a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Of course, I did. You know, definitely getting to see the see your family and actually getting together and at least kind of reminiscing on on this year. And I know this year hasn't been too pleasant, but you know, the most important thing is you have your family together to enjoy a wonderful holiday. All right, so so hopefully with christmas coming up in about three to four weeks you know we get we're approaching christmas probably 24 days from now and i I know people are looking forward to that and people have gone through their black friday and cyber monday um shopping and hopefully getting the things that they need for their family you know really i'm not too big about um getting things for christmas because you know i can simply buy it myself you know i'm definitely really looking forward to this um end of the year at least trying to finish strong all right so really try to look forward to that okay this today's subject um of course i'm gonna keep discovering um jesse Encamp's um website and i found something really interesting he has a exclusive interview with Ian Abernathy, who happens to be UK's leading expert on practical kata bunkai. But this is like part one, but you know, I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. But I'm only just going over certain things that um I've read that are pretty interesting. Now, when you think of bunkai, I mean you think of like no, not bunzai, like like what uh, Mr. Miyagi would say, but no, that's different. Bunkai is simply kata application simply applying your kata to real life situations like real self-defense situations and you know him and jesse Incamp has a little conversation of like uh, about let's begin of why regular people right regular karate people care about bunkai why can't we all just practice kata without the headache and here goes, um, I'm going to read a little bit of um, Jesse, or Ian Aberdanthe's, um response. He responds by saying, well, whether you should care or not is ultimately down to what you tra- your training goals are. Karate is not a sing- single all-encompassing entity. So what, so what I'm thinking of, like, really, I'm like, you know, you got all these martial artists in the world today, you know, pretty much you think that their goal is simply to 
be the best at what they do. Simply, so not all martial artists is not going to be interested in teaching kata for self-defense. No, for most people, when you join martial arts, you know, your main goal is what? To defend yourself or learn how to fight. You know, that's where, like, most UFC's people would mostly do. They wouldn't care about Bunkai. You know, they just want to just beat you up. And then, I mean, that's their main goal is um just some um, fight. So with Bunkai... This is mostly toward people that want to teach martial arts, like mostly for me. Bunkai simply is just applying a simple kata or simple part of a kata to a self-defense situation. So really, then, like he continues with um, karate as a term, become became a lot, a lot like athletics. You know, it covers a wide range of disparate disciplines. No, what I think as Mark think as karate and what another person think as karate could be as different as pole vaulting and marathon running. I mean, think about it. So really, so in this case, if you're like a pole vaulter, pole vaulter, I mean, you're thinking about you just want to get over there quick. I mean, mostly pole vaulters, you just run in and you're trying to get over quick. Versus marathon runners, you're you're just trained to for endurance. You know, pole bars just trained just like to get height. So really, so what would be the difference between somebody thinking a bunkai and thinking about not bunkai? So let's see what we got here. I'm reading down the line. So let's see, of course, yeah. It's definitely there was another thing I noticed. They were talked about. Like, really. You know, have like, oh, there's a mean dinner down here. Try, trying to look at something. Uh, yeah. So there, there's many different reasons to practice karate. You know, there are also many different karates. Uh, rather different, rather individual karate, karate kai, karate kai. Karika, or yes, yeah, we call Karika, should care about Kabunkai or not depends on what they're trading for. So, really, you go down the line here. All right, so, what do you mean by so? What do you mean by um, what they're trading for? Well, yeah, it really depends. If you're going for Bunkai, it depends on what you're training for. So, if you're training to be like a a fighter or doing a tournament fighting you know you would care less about bunkai but if you're like i said before if you're that person that likes to defend themselves then this will be something for you all right just to put this in simple simple um perceptive about bunkai you know you're basically you're using like a block not only the like the block of technique you're using to strike it's so that's pretty much the whole concept. You're taking the kata and you're putting different scenarios into that kata. Like simply, like we um, train, like the basic kata. I'm going to put that first. You know, you got your first move is a low block. No. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a block. And then it follows up with a steps and a punch. 
So with that load block, you know, before we do the load block, we put a spacer out there. You know, the spacer could represent a grab or it can represent another block. All right, so really, we could be doing two blocks before we do a center punch. It's like if we do the low block, we bring the, our, the block that we've done as a spacer before the center punch. It's like we block, block the kick, and then to say they throw another punch, we block the punch with their spacer, then we do a center punch. Or vice versa, you know, we block first, then that, that block brings them forward a little bit. That brings them up balance. We grab them with the spacer, step center punch. So, a lot, a lot of things that could be that could be known for that for that one thing. All right, so yeah, he pretty much says it here. So like, he says, and this is what Jesse asks him. So why? So who should be interested in Bug Kai then? Just weirdos, just weirdos like us. So you know, Karate Kai, who is interested. The karate ka who is interested in karate are genuine, genuine, generally relevant to self-protection. Should be very interested in bunkai, as should the karate ka who wants to deep wants a deep understanding in kata. Now within kata, we find all we need to, for dealing with physical sides of self-protection in a logic structure and highly effective way you know through the deep study of uh, kata bunkai we can practice a version of karate that includes striking gripping throwing trapping choking cho well, choking and strangle uh, take down crank and etc so that's what pretty much what bunkai is pretty much displaying so, and then and he goes on. We we can then take these methods and underline their and their underlying principle into a comply and live practice. So yeah, though just a heads up on this, you know, Ian Abernathy pretty much knows what he's talking about when he when it comes to applying techniques from Akata into a self defense technique. You know, I, I took in this seminar probably, I could say, three to four times when I went to our convention in Vegas. You know, definitely, I should have talked to him when I was in the elevator with him. You know, that would have been a good opportunity to get a real understanding of um, Kata. I mean, that was wonderful. You know, really, just just really understanding. You know, mostly the same thing that, you know, if you know Richard Norton, he did a seminar to as play times, you know. He pretty much knows what he's talking about. You know, you're definitely out there for self-defense in this or self-protection. But, you know, remember, and I remember mentioning this before, you know, Ian Abernathy also talked about legalities. You know, when you're defending yourself, I mean, you want to be careful of not being the aggressor and go overboard. All right, so in this case, you want to, like, really be mindful of what you're doing. Okay. It goes down here and says something about like saying a lot of modern karate is limited to long range kicking and punching. The older types of karate, the karate of kata, is much more 
that's much more effective when it comes to civil <clears throat> civil self-defense civil self-protection i keep saying self-defense and he says and self-protection you know it's the same thing if Krakow wants to practice that kind of karate, then Bunkai is always it's something they need to care deeply about. Yeah. So, okay, so that's pretty much what he says. Like, if you're really in the kata, well, if you want to want to use self-defense or get in the kata, then you would care about Bunkai when you come against self self-protection. All right, and then he gives you a little history of um of one of the main teachers of um the Pian and Hayan Sam Christ series of Kata series. You know, you got I'm 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 not gonna say this right, but this is dating back to the 1908. So you got you got and so and I can't can't say it. so and Anko Echo Itosu. I don't know if I said that right. So, and he's one of um, Fua Kushin Kushin Kushi, um, Fua Kushi's um main teachers. And uh, and he writes down his um ten percepts. Like I say, the second line of the first percepts is what I regard as the most important sentence in history in Kata. Karate. Karate is not intended to be used against a single opponent, but instead as a way of avoiding injury by using the hands and feet. Should one be, by any chance, be confronted by a by villains or ruffians? Yeah, that's what he pretty much puts. Just put this in. And so he adds on, um, what this tells us is that karate is, at his time, the karate of Kata was not intended for a consensual fight or duel against a single opponent. That is, however, how most karate is practiced today. Instead, Itosu, Itosu tells us that the karate he uses his time use of his time was to avoid injury if one was confronted by villain or ruffian in plain english in plain english karate is not for a consensual duel but for the real world protect world self protection against the criminal element you know sim simply <clears throat> Oh, so simply, it's like you're you're there to get out of harm's way. You're not there to do a consensual fight. You know that's why we got UFC and um, boxing. You know, if you wanted to do a consensual fight, then you do UFC or or like boxing. That's consensual. You know, you're you both sign a contract for that. But when you're in a like in a street fight, that's not consensual. You know, that's just plain stupid. But however. I mean, if you both decide to fight, then you're both in jeopardy of getting arrested. But versus you saying you don't want to fight and the person wants to fight you. You know, you want to go home 
and you know the person that puts try to put harm on you but you try to avoid the situation okay so that's pretty much that's the whole concept of that uh, so he and pretty much Jesse puts notes in here read all 10 lessons of Grandmaster Itosu uh, karate's most valuable historical essay I might do that for the next episode I might want to check this out uh, and then of course you got and you also got another famous um, quote from another um, pioneer famous pioneer you know I'm probably going to say this wrong you got you got Choki Moto Motobu Motobutu Motobutu Motupus. <laughs> no, these Japanese names, you know, I'm trying to say this the best, best way they can. Alright, he says, Techniques of Kata were never developed to be used against a professional fighter in in an arena or in a battlefield. Where they were somehow more effective against someone who had no idea of the strategy being used to counter their aggressive behavior. Yeah, so definitely that's simply f good for Bunkai because you know when you're going against an aggressive, um, aggressive fight or should I say aggressive um criminal, aggressive um person out there, all they're gonna do is throw haymakers. You know that's pretty much their attacking, pretty much their attacking move is haymakers, and you know they try to beat you up, but you know you have an understanding of like how to defend that using Bunkai. Alright, so, alright, so I'm looking down in here. Alright, so we look at another thing. Alright, here's something. Something not here so I can read. Right here. Most of what is referred to as bunkai today is highly choreographed karate ka versus karate ka displayed, such as one would see in team competition. Hmm, so yeah, it is. Well, yeah, choreographed. So yeah, usually I see this in competition. Like when I go to like um, a tournament, yeah, I usually see things being choreographed. Yeah, we usually call that demo team. So really, definitely, yeah, they would call bunkai today as um, choreographed. So really, it's planned. So really, for one, when it comes to bunkai, you don't want to have a, you yeah, you want to have a plan though. You want to have a plan to defend yourself, but you know you don't want to think of it. I mean, it shouldn't be up in your head. Usually, we call this um, rapid fire one steps. You know, you usually have one steps where they were pre-planned, mostly for testing purposes. But when you know when you got something like um, rapid fire one steps, you know, somebody throws a punch at you, you have to react by by what what you what you see. You got yeah, you pretty much just quick reaction based on what you what comes to mind. You know, you block a technique and you take them down. It could be the same technique at the same anyway, but you know, you're thinking about getting out the way. Huh. Sorry. Just waking up. <clears throat> Alright. Alright, so looking at Jesse's Jesse's question or he's just saying something here. Um so he says to study this it's almost mandatory to look outside the box of karate. Like the saying goes, you cannot see your own mountain fully 
unless you climb the mountain next to it. So it's like, so what you are, what your thought, what you, so what are your thoughts on mixing modern, modern martial sports with traditional karate? I mean, our bankai is clearly not what many karate, many people call would call traditional karate. Right, so definitely, and then of course, Ian Abernathy answers. A lot depends upon one's definition of traditional. The irony is, I feel I'm extremely traditional in my approach to karate and bunkai. Most of what passes for bunkai today is not traditional. It's predominant, predominantly from the 1940s onward, and has been hugely influenced by the modern sports version of karate. I would say that my take on Bunkai is very traditional. And what is frequently called traditional is, in fact, a modern creation. I'll give a few examples to explain what I'm coming from. And here's one of the examples, you know, first of all, most bunkai that people call traditional has a hero standing in the middle, which, while the bad guys attack from prescript angles, but that is not a traditional at all. That's not traditional at all. You know, here goes another quote from another martial artist, and you know, you got Kenwa this man, he's Japanese name. So, but. He definitely rates, so I'm going to say this again. So, Kenwa Babuni. So, that's that's what I'm going to put it right there. He writes in the 1930s. The meaning of direction in Kata is not well understood. And frankly, mistaken are, and frankly mistakes are made in the... In, in the... In the... In the perception... Ah oh, man, interpretation is made in the perturbation of karate movements. In extreme cases, it is sometimes heard that this kind of this kind of moves in eight directions, so it is designed to fight eight opponents or some such nonsense. So he's, he's continues saying, "So what is karate today? So what is karate?" So what is called tradition today was called nonsense by the modern martial by karate pioneers. So 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 Matubo goes on, but no, but Tuni goes on to say the that the angle does not represents the 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 angle does not represents the angle of attack, but the angle we shift to in relation in relation to the enemy i agree and he says he follows he agrees see my take on things is therefore fully in accordance with what matubo said matubo no not not matubo mabuni says much of modern tradition karate however is not and he says, right. And, well, of course, Rest says, right. 
um, bunkai should be simple. Well, yeah, it is. It should be simple. All right, so when you put martial arts in, well, that's what it. But that's what I do as an instructor. You know, I want to make it simple for the students. I don't want to make it difficult where they don't understand. I want to kind of break it down to understand that it's more than just throwing a technique. It's using your muscles, and most students either don't understand that. So when I had them, so my last class that I taught, I mostly had them really trained on getting in their stances. You know, really. So really try to help them develop that muscle because most of them, when they're in the fighting stance, they don't are not in a proper stance. So I really want them to work on muscle development. And so, you know, most students don't train enough so they can stay in the um in their stance. Right, so, yeah. And then, of course, he says, another and he gives us another example, um, Ian Abernathy. You know, my take on Bunkai contains a lot of close-range close, close range methods, including throwing and locking. Some may see this as being untraditional or modern revisionism, but they would be wrong. Again, the Mabuni, Mabuni wrote, wrote, wrote in the following in in 1938, karate that has been introduced to Tokyo is actually just a part of the whole. The fact that the, those who have learned karate there feel it's only, cons, only content, consists of, punch, of kicks and punches and that throwing and locks are only to be used in judo or jujitsu. Or jujitsu, yeah, can only be put down to a lack of understanding. Those who are thinking of the future of karate should have open have an open mind and strive to study the complete art. Well, and he continues. Then, of course, um, Ian Abner continues. I therefore feel I'm becoming traditional, and it is those who are meant. The close-range practice who are not, who are not being traditional. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to go down this line and see what I'm, well, definitely, here's, yeah, he pretty much goes into, like, why we use Bunkai. Alright, so, definitely, you want to get, alright, so, you know, you got another saying, you know, another, um, the, you know, Gichin, you got Gichin, of course, the founder of the Shotokan. You got the founder of Shotokan. He writes, you know, yeah, you got Fuakushin. Like, you know, these Japanese names, you know, I wish I could get some more practice on saying Japanese names. Some certain Japanese names I'm really good at saying, like Hayabusa or like saying Hayachibishima. Mostly because I play Tekken. That's how I can get the names now. So really, I'm going to try to practice on saying these Japanese names. So anyway, he says, In karate, hitting, thrusting, and kicking are not the only methods. Throwing techniques and pressure against joints are included. All these techniques should be studied. Referring to basic kata. In other words, yay. 
he shows a number of throws in his book. Of course, yeah, he has a book back in 1938. And it shows, his book shows throws and makes reference to where these can be found in a kata and or or on occasion well yeah let's say it could be found in kata on occasions for example when ex when explaining his spinning top throw he states that the the low block found in the kata found in the kata uh let me see so the text sh shinden is an arm arm lock there is even a, a picture picture of him performing say performing said lock and ah, shoot that's like really i don't know oh let me put this in this way you know yeah lock a blow low block yeah, like i said before it could be a block it could be like a grab so in this case yeah an arm lock So really, so really, you can do that as an arm lock, block a technique, and use it as an arm lock. So that pretty much makes sense when you're doing a kata. A block could be also a strike. And usually we kind of kind of help the students understand that when you're full for a low block, that's also full for a bottom fist. So that's something that we also teach. Right. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do one more, and I'm going to call it, call it a day. You know, really, yeah, I wish I could just read more in this. You know, this is what happens when you have a busy day. You know. All right, so here goes another. Here goes another thing that's written. And, like, it's, rec it's recent. Like, it, most recently, we have a, a likes of um, one of um, one of his students. Um, one of um, man. So, Phoenician, Phoenician, yeah, writes. I mean, I wish I'd known these names. Right? There are also throws, throwing techniques in karate. Throwing techniques were practiced in my day, and I recommend that you reconsider them. Yeah, throws are very known in um bunkai. I mean, you somebody throws a punch at you. I mean, you're kind of deflecting. All right, so in this case, somebody throws a punch at you. I mean, simple. You can throw them out. You can block it, and you can throw, or you could just take their momentum, take the momentum against them, and then throw them. So, most definitely, that comes from like judo or jujitsu, maybe aikido. That's pretty much makes sense. All right, so you get all these martial arts. Um, got, yeah, you always got these martial arts styles, and you know, you got aikido. And you got all this jujitsu. They mostly involve um, throwing. Right? So basically, when you're training in martial arts, you have to learn how to like take people down. It's just more than punches and kicks and blocking. You got to learn how to take them down, almost like a finisher. So that's pretty much what we have to do. Okay, so uh, it's been a long day, so... Um, this is yet another session here at the Kickbot Dojo. Uh, thank you for joining me this this week. And um, 
but definitely like i said we're looking forward to another good holiday and uh, i'm trying to come up with another good subject <clears throat> you know i'm gonna pick a martial arts movie for next um session make it a little interesting you know i'll give you a little history of what um traditional martial arts is what's it's all about what to look for so definitely if you're into traditional karate or <clears throat> into self-defense all right try considering bunkai no bunkai is definitely something that you wouldn't you know honestly if you're in the uk or if you're in any place where eating abernathy may be doing seminars may consider like trying to look at his seminars because he definitely has a real understanding of um what you can do with kata i mean mostly the techniques in kata you can definitely use as self self-defense all right so all right so this is a session of the kick pod dojo i'm gonna bow you guys out this is tj williams and i'll see you next time for another interesting Hey Anthony. Yeah, Chris. What are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl episode. Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I'm currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find Vinyl Divers? Find Vinyl Divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. Sweet. Keep diving. <laughs>